Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's 5.3. And Paul George, without Wester Westbrook, was a plus 4.4. So George was ultimately the driver of the limited success that Oklahoma City had a year ago. They weren't a 58-win team with those two. They were successful because Paul George led them ultimately to where they were going to go. And in the end, because he got hurt towards the end, they didn't have the success that I think a lot of people had projected for a team that won 49 games. They should. If Russell Westbrook is the player that Heat fans are so clamoring for, then why didn't they win more? Why isn't, as the co-lead to the player that finished third in MVP voting, didn't they win more? And that ultimately, if you want to, I'm about to make an analytics-based argument in a moment, but the ultimate argument against against Russell Westbrook is winning. They've had three seasons, the last three seasons, where he's been either the lead or the co-lead. And they haven't gotten out of the first round. And if and if you said to me, they didn't get out of the first round against Golden State, okay, that's one thing. The last two years, with Paul George going out to Portland and Utah, those are not the caliber of team where I go, okay, fair play, they're better than you. And so, so Russell Westbrook is the co-lead, has to be the player that gets them out of that situation. And so Russell Westbrook, because he didn't, I get to ding him and say, well, he didn't help Oklahoma City win. Why all of a sudden do you think with Jimmy Butler as his co-lead, that's going to be any different in Miami? After you've given away three players, good or not, and we can get to you know how much you'd want to give up, whether they're good or not, I, I don't think that team's going to be enough to be better than certainly Milwaukee or Philly and maybe not even Indiana as constructed. And so, I, and, and so let, let's go further. Here's the inefficiency that I'm talking about. On the most basic level, there's a great stat called true shooting percentage, which is free throws are worth one point, two-pointers are worth two, three-pointers are worth three, and you weigh each shot based off their value towards an ultimate field goal percentage. The true shooting percentage of all of the kinds of shots on the floor. And there were 38 players that played in at least 50 games and averaged at least 15 field goal attempts per game. And of the whole of the NBA, in true shooting percentage, Russell Westbrook was second to last. 37 of 38. And here's why. Of all of the eligible players, he was the worst free throw shooter. So the, the, the shots that are worth one, he shot 65.6% from the line. Compare that to Steph Curry at 91.6. So he's a free throw shooter, among the worst in the league, amongst high volume players. Amongst high volume players from three, fourth worst amongst those players, shooting at 29%, only Giannis, LaMarcus Aldridge, and DeMar DeRozan were worse from three. Russ at 29%, again, tops in that stat, was Steph Curry at 43.7. And from two-point range, 48.1% from two. 
That's not good enough. Only Laurie Markkinen, Trey Young, Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, Lou Williams, Tim Hardaway Jr., and Andrew Wiggins were worse from two. He's 48%. Giannis is 64% from two. 64% from two. And especially when we're considering that athleticism is a major part of Russell Westbrook's game. If you can't be good from two, as a player that is a supreme athlete, and you're not a good jump shooter, and you're not a good free throw shooter, what, what, what more do you have? What, what do you have as a game that's going to help you? If you're inefficient from two, as a player who can't shoot from three, and is the worst in the NBA amongst high-volume players from the line, what do I have as an offensive player? And then as a defensive player, routinely giving up easy baskets on the other end of the floor because he's an aggressive player, almost comically so. And so, in the end, the picture for me that's created is of a player that is not helping the Miami Heat win. Not helping. I mean, you make him sound like the worst player in the NBA. <laughs> and that's why when Zach Lowe says that Russell Westbrook has the second worst contract in the NBA behind only John Wall, only because he tore his Achilles, that's why. That's why you you don't want to be playing this you don't want to be paying this player who's already here. $47 million in four years. It's not just because of the natural decline of the human body and of the NBA player into their 30s. It's also because of the starting point. So if we're saying this is the best that it's going to get, it's only going to get worse from here. And so four years from now, you're going to be paying this player. And if you could convincingly make the argument to me that Russell Westbrook is the difference between you winning and you losing the NBA championship, I'd say go for it. But he's not. Russell Westbrook is not. And so you can punt on this one. It's okay to wait for the next one. And what I want to what I want to get to coming up next is people then say to me, because I was making the argument on social media, wouldn't go anywhere near Russell Westbrook. I don't want this player on the Miami Heat. And I will maintain that even if they end up making the trade. I don't think Russell Westbrook is a player that helps you win. And so people will then ask me, well, then what would you do? I'll tell you next. Radio.com. Chris Whittingham here on 560 WQAM here until 10 o'clock tonight. Talking Russell Westbrook, and as you can tell in the last segment, I'm not a fan. <laughs> I'm not a fan of this uh, potential move. I just, I, I don't, I, beyond finding his manner of being publicly odious, right? It just manner like, of being, the only thing I find publicly odious about, about Russell Westbrook, honestly, yeah. like, I really don't care if he's a diva that needs his sandwiches covered diagonally that means nothing to me yeah. I, I do think it's funny that he dresses like Stephen Urkel <laughs> oh man well I mean just listen no, to I that actually, segment I, 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 I quite like it like I actually, I actually like his sense of fashion and like sort of that exploration of all the, I just the, the fact that he's always snarling like to me the thing that I find most upsetting about watching him is just when he makes that face that 
that fa- I, I just made it for Danny, which is basically you don't deserve to be on the same court as me. You don't deserve my attention. You don't deserve, you oh, know, come on, my, come like, on. Like, to, to be around my existence. Okay, I get I get how that can come off the wrong way, but every athlete who's a great athlete sure. has to have that kind of that ego about him. Yeah. You know, so I, that's not something I score negative marks on. No, I mean, it's just I, I, I don't like it. I, I don't like oh, yeah. I, I don't like that okay, part well, of his personality. Okay, well, I can understand that. Like, I didn't like back in the day, mm-hmm. I didn't like Deion Sanders. I couldn't mm-hmm. stand the way he carried himself, sure. his whole act. It was, it was mm-hmm. a, but he's a great player, and I can't take of that course. away from him. Of course. But, I can, but I'm also looking at Russell Westbrook, and it's not just me. Again, Zach Lowe on his podcast saying, I would not give up an asset that I valued, not one, for this player. That this contract is the second worst contract in the NBA, and there are plenty of people who cover the NBA that are going, you don't want this. I heard, I, I was reading today um, ESPN's Five on Five, where they, they cover five topics and they go, uh, you know, sort of quick hitters and all of them. Nick Friedel, uh, who covers Golden State for ESPN. If I were running a team, I wouldn't even think about adding Russell Westbrook. That contract is just so awful in the future. But in Miami, with Butler, there would be plenty of storylines for a mediocre team, much like there were during Dwayne Wade's one tumultuous season alongside Butler in Chicago. There would be plenty of storylines for a mediocre team. See, where I disagree, and this is just me, you can totally disagree with me and call me an idiot. You know, call me a homer, whatever you want to do. Number, there's two factors here that 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 sell me on this. Number one is Pat Riley. He's just always found a way to like. I, I just feel like he. If there's anybody in the NBA who can sit him down and say, "What do you want to do? Do you want to win or do you want to take 50 shots a game?" Yeah, and convince him to kind of bite the bullet a little bit here. I, I, you know, that's kind of that's kind of the gamble he's taking, and I'll freely admit that because mm-hmm. he's a guy who's gonna she's gonna be a volume shooter. So that I can see. The other thing is the other thing is I really think the NBA experts and, and by and by extension you are totally overestimating the Eastern Conference this year. Like the Philadelphia 76ers, everybody's like I saw I saw with James Innes on Twitter saying the other day that oh, it's going to be a walkthrough for us in the Eastern Conference and I'm like that's my first sign knowing that you're going to get you're going to lose in the second round of the playoffs <laughs> again. Yeah. Cuz I don't care that you signed Al Horford. Ben Simmons still can't shoot. Um, you know, your best player in the playoffs last year was Jimmy Butler, who is no longer there. Joel Embiid can't stay healthy and didn't do much for you in the playoffs anyway. And you're just going to walk through the playoffs now? Okay. Giannis had a chance to do something last year. He 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 asked the money bed. You know, he, he, he you know for lack <laughs> yeah. of, for lack of a better term, he didn't yeah. do anything. So he's trying to show me he can win. I, I'm, the the Pacers are supposed to come out and be a big big team now. Okay, they haven't shown me that they can win. So to me, the Eastern Conference is completely wide open. It's completely wide open. No, Anybody it, can come out of there. It's a fair point, and I, I I agree with you. I mean, there is not a proven commodity in the Eastern Conference. There's not one. But I don't think Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook become one. I think they're. I think they have just as good a chance as any of those other teams. I, I don't agree. I I, I I just don't agree. I don't. I think people assume that Russell Westbrook, because he's won the MVP, and has the highlights and has the pedigree that he does as a player, assume that he's still that player. And I'm here to tell you that he's not. He's not the player that helps you win. He doesn't help you win. And I just, for me, 
I, I think that they would be setting them. So basically you're saying for the next four years, Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook are our team because I don't think those are contracts where you go, all right, by the end of them, we can get something in return if this doesn't work out. I don't think you get anything for return at the end if Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler don't work out. These are players that will be 32, 33 when you're going to make that decision. And I just think Russell Westbrook has done enough in 11 years as a player to prove who he is. And ultimately, if people say that James Harden, who's way more efficient than Russell Westbrook is, has a playing style that ultimately will never win, that because he is an isolationist by trade, that style can never win. I would make the argument about Russell Westbrook, where his style of play is never going to win. You can have that player that you go to at the end of games, but for 48 minutes to be a guy that is inefficient with poor shots. Okay, at the end of games, you can get your shot off, but you have to get to the end of the game with a chance to win, and even still, you're going to be taking those shots inefficiently. And so I'm, I'm, I'm just not a buyer. And so... People come to me and they say, all right, if you're not doing Russell Westbrook, if you hate the, if you hate him this much as a player, what would you do instead? And there's one piece of news that actually came out today that most illustrates this point to me. And that is that Kawhi Leonard, it was assumed that he would sign a maximum contract, a full maximum contract, to go to the Los Angeles Clippers. What he did was he signed a three-year deal with a player option in the third year. So he is basically already on the clock for the expiration of his contract. Basically now, in the NBA, if, you two, if you're two years away from being a free agent, that's when the clock starts. So the clock starts on the Clippers now. And it's not just the fact that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are going to be free agents in two years, and therefore they will be available. To me, Kawhi Leonard doing that instead of signing the four-year deal, is the ultimate sign this league is always changing. It, go, go on, Danny. Oh, you have no, something? no. I just uh, I was going to let you finish your point before I let you know how the, the text machine is just... Oh, is it? I just turned around and looked at it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You are yeah. You are getting just absolutely... Yeah. I mean, clearly you're a moron. I mean, I mean we all know that. <laughs> Yeah, no, um, I was I, I did I didn't have it open, but I was expecting when I unleashed um, when I unleashed my first like first blast of takes that both the Gordon Hayward and Mike Conley contracts are worse than Russell Westbrook's contract. No, because they're both shorter. Gordon Hayward's done in two years. Like I mean, even the Chris Paul contract, which everyone universally thinks is awful. Okay, when they were signed, they might be worse, but Russell Westbrook's got four years left. Even Chris Paul, that's only three years left. You can work out of it in two years. If you if you take on Russell Westbrook, you're in this for three years without any way of maneuvering out of it. There's no way to get out of this if, 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 if it doesn't work. Or at least getting value in return, you might have to pay something in order to get off of it. Okay, so just to continue on, another one Sears says he's going to slap you after the Heat win the finals with Westbrook. <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> Winning the finals. I, this is one I actually do agree with. Yeah. With Jimmy Butler and Russell Westbrook on your team, every game is winnable. Now that you can't... now that Every game is... Not that you will have to win every game, but when but you are in everyone... Wait, oh God, bad grammar. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. but you are in every game and every one of the, with those two. Heat have to make this trade. It's five on five, not two on five basketball, so I'm going to agree with you. 
My God, I'm offended by the lack of respect towards the Heat. The Heat are world class. We'll make good players out of great players, and great players will become legends, Chris. I mean, you can think that the Heat can change this guy. I, I don't think that they will. This is, I can understand if you're trading for D'Angelo Russell last year, where he's got some bad habits, but he's young enough. He's 22 years old. He can change. He can change if you give him the right amount of coaching. I don't think an 11-year veteran is going to all of a sudden show up to t- show up to a team with some culture and change who he fundamentally is as a player. He's been this way for 11 years. This is his game. You are trading for the player that he was a year ago. An inefficient player at all levels. Free throw, two points, three points. Inefficient at every level. That's who you're getting. And he's not going to change for you. As much as you believe that you can sprinkle some culture dust on him, Russell Westbrook is who he is. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.